Welcome to another episode of Italia Mia, sponsored by the Sons and Daughters of Italy in America and the Grand Lodge of New York. I'm your host, Louisa. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking again to Loredano Novolino, who is at her country home in Umbria, beautiful, beautiful Umbria. And this is really an episode geared to a cheese lover. Well, I suppose that takes in all Italians because we do love our cheeses. But did you know that Italy has over 400 different varieties of cheeses? Yes, indeed. It's, it's almost too much to comprehend. But that's it. And we're going to be talking about that. And uh, before the program is over, you might be taking out your utensils and trying to make your own cheese at home. Well... We can strive for that, can we not? <laughs> Welcome, Loredana, to another episode, and what a great one it is. Cheese lover delight today. Hi, Louisa. Hi. Hi. Well, today's a fantastic um, day. We're going to be talking about Italian cheeses. You're absolutely right. We do have more than 400 different kinds. That's amazing. It's totally amazing. amazing. And it's very easy to get lost uh huh. Well, you know, not only does each region have its own varieties and production methods, but many different milks can be used as well. Different milks. Buffalo milk, yeah. Different kinds of milks, yeah. We can buffalo milk, cow milk, goat, and sheep. And I'll bet not skim milk, which is non-fat. We need that fat, don't we? We need the fat for that cheese, do we not? We do, we do. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you have, let's see, let's try to um, go through the list of cheeses, primarily those that are available here in the States, and I think every one that we had talked about can be purchased in Italian specialty stores here in the States. Would you like to discuss the different cheeses? Well, how about if I just point, like, talk about, let's select, like, the best 10, 11 cheeses. Yes, let's do that. That we have in Italy. Right, right. Um, so, as we were saying, Italy is a country known for its great varieties of cheeses, right? Yes. So, we, as we said, um, from the familiar soft cheeses, such as mozzarella, to the harder varieties of cheese, uh -huh. uh, like Parmigiano-Reggiano, yeah. and not Parmigiano. Uh huh. Parmigiano Reggiano See? is the real Italian cheese. Okay? As well as some. And that, I'm sorry, that is primarily used in northern dishes, Parmigiano Reggiano? Well, it's used all over. Yeah, it, it is used in northern dishes, but it's used all over Italy. All right. It is um, it's a cheese that's very flexible, and we use it in many different dishes. Okay. Okay. So it's not only grated, um, we eat it also raw, you know, with Parmesan with enough nice wine and so uh -huh. so, um, so remember, Louisa, this difference, as I just said, Parmigiano Reggiano. Right. Parmesan, what they sell in North America, which is called Parmesan. Yes. I'm sorry, guys. That's not it. Parmigiano Reggiano. Right. I'm sorry about that. It has to, it does. It nothing to do with Parmigiano. And okay. I think about and buyer beware. Be sure that when you buy that cheese, 
it's stamped, correct? Exactly. Right. It's stamped Carmigiano Reggiano. And what's important, you will see the difference in the price. Because if you're paying for a Parmigiano Reggiano, you will notice the price. Parmesan is not real Italian cheese. Uh -huh. okay? It's a North American product. All and right. the flavor is different. Okay? Exactly. So this is fundamental. And Parmesan cheese has is aged uh, for many months. Uh -huh. And, for example, a 30-month Parmesan is like a medicine. Oh. It's something great for your health. Is that right? I've never heard that. An integrator, yes, for calcium. Okay? For calcium, so, indeed. So the real Parmesan is different uh -huh. than, um, you know, the real Parmigiano Reggiano is completely different from Parmesan. Okay? So the properties, the flavor, the taste. Okay. Completely different. So I just wanted to underline this because it's very important. That's important. Of course, you can buy Parmesan. But don't buy Parmesan thinking that you're buying the real Parmesan. Oh, absolutely. Right, okay? right. Is that made in, in one particular region of Italy? Or yes, is yes it's, it's made in one particular region um, where they make the Parmesan. We'll talk about this in a few minutes. All right, all right. Go ahead. Um, I wanted to start like, you know, what is the, the queen of the cheese in Italy? I would say mozzarella. What do you think about Oh, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Now, mozzarella is one of the um, better-known types of Italian cheese. Uh, it's actually, it refers to a couple different kinds of cheese, okay? But it's, it is uh, specifically referred to cheese that has been made uh, from Italian buffalo milk. Ah. And how do they make the mozzarella? I'm sure you've seen that coming to Italy. How they I have, mozzarella. several times. Yes. yes, I have. Yes, they use a spitting and a cutting technique. That spinning and cutting technique is called, in Italian, pasta filata. Ah, pasta filata. I have never yeah. heard of that. Pasta yeah. filata. Okay. I so think we have... Um, excuse yeah. me. I think we have a radio in the background or a TV. I think it's... Yes, we do. Just yeah. give you a little taste of home here. We have a radio going, and that, uh, that's not good for the audio. Okay, we're that. back. All right, thank okay. you. Thank you for um, that. So as we were saying, um, the, it's made by Italian buffalo milk. Yes. And it's made all with their hands, okay, in this big container with hot, hot milk, okay? So they use the spinning. Uh, they tend to the... The pasta filante. Yes. They cut it, they rip it, and they make little balls with it, okay? All this is called, the, the technique is called pasta filante. Okay. Uh, so this white semi-soft cheese has a high moisture content and is mostly used for pizza, lasagna, and that really good dish in the summer, which is a caprese salad. Oh, yes. Okay? With tomato and basil. Mm -hmm. The second um, important cheese in Italy, I would say it's gorgonzola. Gorgonzola. I don't think here in the States it's used that, you know, that widely. Right. A gorgonzola is a type of blue cheese. Yeah. Okay. It's just like, you know, the blue cheese. Yes. 
with a slightly different texture and flavor. Obviously, it's veined with all these blue, you know, blue lines. It's from unskimmed cow's milk. And it's generally in two varieties. We have the dolce and the picante. The oh. dolce is considered sweet. Yes. It's not, um, um, it's not picante. It's not sharp. So dolce means um, sweet for us, okay? Uh -huh. And the sharper one is called the picante. How do Italians use gorgonzola? Because I'm not that familiar with it. Well, gorgonzola is great melted in a risotto, in a risotto, oh. in the final stages of cooking, uh -huh. um, which is great with short pasta, like penne or rigatoni, oh. um, as opposed to long varieties of pasta, yes. such as spaghetti and linguine. Okay? Uh -huh. So a gorgonzola, you would melt it like the last five minutes in your risotto, okay? So the gorgonzola in parmigiano and butter. Oh, interesting. I've never done that. Mm -hmm. well, very easy, very easy. Yeah, food. very easy. But it's good with short pasta. Really, with pasta. Yeah. I think that I think we've just taught our listeners something that they didn't know. At least I didn't know. <laughs> uh -huh. but, well, that's something I was just thinking about, Louisa. Maybe we can, um, if you'd like the idea, I can talk even once about the different kinds of pasta we have and what is the best sauce for the pasta. Oh, that's a lovely because idea. The same sauce is not good for the same, you know, you can't put spaghetti with everything, okay? Uh-huh. Of course you can, but it's not the best thing to do. Wonderful. So there's a technique on how to choose the pasta and the sauce. Okay, that would be good. And that I would dispense that information to um, uh -huh. my lodge members. They well, would enjoy, yeah, okay. they would love that. Mm -hmm. Now, let's say that uh, the third important cheese for us could be considered uh, Parmigiano-Reggiano. Um, the name is given to the cheese. Um, it has, I mean, Parmigiano-Reggiano is made in the northern part of Italy, okay? Right. Um, it's a real deal, this, this cheese. It, it's produced in Parma, in Reggio Emilia, Modena, in parts of Bologna and Mantua, okay? So it is the northern part of Italy. Uh -huh. so there are different areas where this cheese is made in the north. Right. Okay? Um, when we talk about Parmigiano, we're talking about a flaky texture, okay? It's a very rich flavor. And it's also been referred to as the, the king of cheeses. Mm-hmm. For us Italians, okay? If the queen is mozzarella, the king is parmigiano, okay? Right. Um, after the parmigiano, I would say pecorino. Pecorino. You love pecorino. Oh, I love pecorino. They give such a wonderful flavor to the pasta. <laughs> it's my favorite, uh, my favorite. It's your favorite, huh? Mm -hmm. So pecorino romano, as you know, the pecorino romano. So... Pecorino uh, refers to um, cheeses that are all made from sheep's milk, okay? Uh -huh. As I just said before, the best known uh, pecorino is the pecorino romano, which is hard and salty, okay? Yeah. And it, 
it's one of the country's oldest uh, pecorini, pecorino romano. But we do have, as I said at the beginning, different regions that produce the same cheese, but the cheese has a slightly different flavor. Uh-huh. Okay. So we can have also the pecorino from Sardinia, the pecorino from Sicilia, the pecorino Toscano. Ah, interesting. Different regions. And even uh-huh. here, the pecorino changes according to its, um, how it has been aged. If it's a 10 months, a 20 months, a 30 months. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the older, the saltier it is, and the harder it is. Mm-hmm. So, for example, um, the, um, the pecorino from Sardinia or from Sicilia, it's very dry and very hard. And you would grate it in very big chunks, okay? The, the pecorino romano, you would prefer to eat it, okay? Or right. to grate it very, very finely. For example, and put it on uh, a madrichana, okay? Right. On the madrichana. Uh-huh. Now, did so, you not... Um, I'm sorry, I did... I think at one time you alluded to the fact that depending upon the region... And where the animal is uh, grazing, right, and what they are eating right. would determine exactly. how the cheese tastes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'll just give you a, an example. Here in Umbria, we have a beautiful area called um, Olle Fioritolo, which is a flatland at a very high level, mm-hmm. okay, uh, where they grow lentils. Very famous for lentils, for the the, the Umbrian lentils called Colle Fiorito. The animals that graze there, their milk has a completely different flavor. For example, I love buying my ricotta in the period of the Fioritura. So there's a period of the year where um, this flatland is full of flowers and the colors are just now, the animals graze, they will eat the, you know, the flower buds, and that gives flavor to the milk. So it's just oh my. It's, it's so difficult to describe the flavor of this ricotta, but it has completely a different flavor. So you're not tasting the ricotta that you have the back taste of, you know, sheep, strong. Uh-huh. It's, it, it is sheep's milk, but it has the kind of a sweet, Flowery scent in it, okay. Yes. So it's much more delicate, and it's lovely to eat with a spoon. Okay? Oh, my God. so it does change. So this happens the same with all the cheeses. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends where the animal grazes, where they graze. Mm-hmm. So it could be in Lazio, in Umbria. Uh, it could be near the sea. It could be near the you know the hillside. So it depends what the animal eats, and that will give flavor to the cheese and to the milk, and then obviously to the cheese. Right, right. I think that um, among that list of cheeses, there are certain ones that I don't think the listeners are that familiar with. Could we touch upon those? For instance, um, Sracchino, Asiago. Oh, Asiago, you're right. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, um, Calabria, 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 Ah, Taleggio is um, a typical cheese that comes from the Alpine Valley of Val Taleggio in Lombardy. Okay, so 
okay, where it is produced. So we're talking about the north of Italy. Um, Taleggio is definitely one of the, the, the smellier of the Italian cheeses. Uh, although it has a surprisingly mild flavor with a fruity, tangy, um, you know, taste um, that you might not be expecting. So it, it's particular as a flavor. Taleggio can be eaten with, um, it's great with radicchio. Uh -huh. with uh, rucola salad. Ah, with rucola. Very good. Um, uh -huh. It's great on a bruschetta, on a bruschetta, or great melted in rice in a risotto or with polenta. Okay. Wonderful. You talked about stracchino. Yes, stracchino. Um, stracchino is a rich, creamy cheese. It's soft, and it could be comparable also to some kinds of gorgonzola. Uh, stracchino is usually um, eaten at room temperature and it's very, very soft and very, um, you can really spread it on the, um, you know, on your bread. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's easily spreadable. Which leads me, to, uh, I'm sorry, leads me to another question. Um, I have to ask you about, among that list of cheeses, there is mascarpone which, of course, we all know is necessary for tiramisu. But can it be utilized in other dishes? And can it be put on toast? Because I purchased it a while ago, and it said it's very good in the morning on your toast. And I wondered, yeah, I wondered about that. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, mascarpone, other recipes of mascarpone, of course, tiramisu. Um it's used sometimes in, in cheesecake. You can use it in a cheesecake. Oh, yeah. You can uh, use uh, mascarpone to substitute um, butter. Hmm? Oh, as a substitute. That's interesting. It can be used to thicken uh, your soup. Ah. Okay. Or also to enrich your risotto. Your risotto. So if you want it creamy. Yes. Cream, instead of putting cream, which doesn't have a flavor, uh -huh. putting... Um, mascarpone, it will give obviously a creamy texture but with a flavor. Yeah. Okay. So used in anything. On the toast, why not? Oh. Let's talk also about um a cheese that I discovered. It's in my supermarket now. It's burrata. Burrata. Oh, my goodness. Burrata. That's like eating a bowl of whipped cream. <laughs> Yes, it yes, is yes. very, very good. It is very, very good. Burrata, wow. Now, burrata, you were touching the south of Italy, huh? Okay. Uh -huh. Burrata is Campania, Puglia. That's where we get the best uh, burrate, okay? Uh -huh. um, burrates are, how can I say? Um, it refers to like a sack, it's like a sack of mozzarella, which are filled with cream. Yes. Giving it a unique texture. So it's like, got like a layer of mozzarella, uh -huh. you know, and inside in the center. there's cream. Oh, there's this cream. What could possibly be wrong? <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Well, and also, we can say that these cheeses can be divided into certain categories, correct? Exactly. Um, exactly. Soft cheeses, semi-soft cheeses, if we can touch upon that. Um, oh, great. Yeah. 
Yes, absolutely right. Uh, we can divide the cheese, the Italian cheese, into three categories, soft cheese, semi-soft, and the hard cheese, okay? Now, um, according to you, what could be what could be our soft cheeses? Um, soft cheeses, ricotta, mm -hmm. mozzarella, mascarpone, tracciatella. Yes, let's talk about tracciatella. I'm not too familiar. I don't okay. know whether the listeners are, but I'm not too familiar with tracciatella. Yeah. Now, what the word, the word itself means something. Stracciatella means whole ribs. And okay. we know it as a soup. We know it as a soup. Fantastic. Yeah. Exactly. So it's the same thing, just the, the, the idea of stracciatella, of the cheese. So it's, uh, it's creamy and milky. Obviously, it's made by buffalo milk. And sometimes you'll find it also with cow milk, okay? It's uh, milk plus cream to make it, okay? Mm -hmm. And what's it used for? Okay, for spreadable. It's a spreadable cheese. You can use it on pizza, on bread. Put pieces in it. You know, rip these pieces and put them in the salad. The fresh salad. Yeah. Bowl, okay? It's such a bella. It's a fresh cheese. Usually we don't eat it cooked, we eat it fresh. Right. Then we have the burrata. Just one thing I want to tell you about the burrata, which we talked about just a couple of seconds ago. Did you know that usually it must be eaten within the 24 hours? Oh. Of Why? The production? Really? Why is that? Like you're not going to buy a burrata and eat it after a week. Oh, you no. I mean? No, of course not. It would. You buy it fresh and you have to use it within. 24 hours. Oh, within that 24. the best. You get the best texture. Uh -huh. Because as the days go by, the cream will become solid inside. So it's not going to be as liquid. Okay? So the I would cream. say you have to be cautious about uh, when you buy it. I mean, exactly. I guess, yeah. Exactly. So you have to be sure that when you buy it, it is fresh. Yes. And you will ask them, mm -hmm. you know, is it fresh? When was it made? Okay? Because... If you don't have the date and you don't know that it's fresh, you're not eating a real, um, a real burrata because the inside will become solid. So right, no more right, it changes. Okay? There's only one place that I know of in the New York area where you can be sure to get it. You know, at a peak oh. flavor, and that is the Italy in Manhattan. Have you heard uh -huh. of Italy? Yes. 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 Yeah, there you can get right. the finest, right. the finest of Italian products. So, exactly. Um, we really do. Oh no, we we um, concentrated on that. What about semi-soft cheeses? Well, the semi-soft cheeses are, um, for example, scamorza, uh, fontina, taleggio, and gorgonzola. Is there another? Saleggio? Saleggio? No, no, Taleggio. Oh, Taleggio. That comes from the, nor uh, the northern part of Italy, Lombardy. All right, okay. Lombardia. That's good for polenta and risotto. Right. We said the Taleggio. Taleggio. Fontina Scamorza. Do you know Scamorza? We used to get that from Italy, from relatives. They would send us a packet of cheeses. Oh, yeah. And scamozza was 
Yeah, that was number right. one. We used to look forward right. to that. Yes. That's right. The yeah. Mozza is like a dry mozzarella. Right. And you can get it smoked or non. Uh -huh. Okay. Um, you can preserve it for quite a while in your fridge, no problem. Is that okay. the cheese where you'll find the butter inside? Or am I confusing it with another? Because in the packet, we would get a cheese that was very hard, but in the center, there was butter. Not the scamorza. No, it no. isn't. Um, then there was a different one, and I don't. It was a different one. Yeah. I don't know the name of that, but that came from uh, southern Italy. Right. right from the southern part of Italy. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, what are the flavors of these cheese? I think it's important to touch the flavor. Yeah. Um, when we talk about semi, the semi soft, the scamorza obviously is creamy. It's also waxy. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's smoky. A uh, fontina has this buttery texture. Yeah. And nutty. So this, uh, this this flavor of like nuts. Okay. Gorgonzola mm -hmm. the taste is very sharp and it's a creamy cheese. Mm -hmm. So it's spreadable also. All right. And Taleggio also is creamy and tangy. Okay. Yeah. We also have to stress, um, you know, they warn us not to eat too much cheese because of the cholesterol. Uh -huh, but right. I mean, I, I can OD on cheese very easily. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I eat it every day, every which way. But um, You're really Italian. You're really Italian. Oh, yeah. It's very, but as you point, it's good for you. Let's stress that. It is good for you. If cheese is made by milk, real milk, yeah. it's really good for you. Right. If cheese is made by dehydrated milk, uh -huh. like it happens in many countries. When we buy cheese at the supermarket, a lot of cheese at the supermarket is not made by milk. You know that? No. No. They use powder milk. Oh. Oh, how interesting what is that? that? Milk go through? Italian cheese is made by fresh Italian milk. So then we're, so, we're doing the wrong thing by purchasing in a supermarket. We need to go to an Italian specialty shop. Yes. Uh, I mean, a cheese shop would be the best thing. Yeah. I buy all my cheese um, directly where they make the cheese. You understand? The only cheese that I buy is Parmigiano Reggiano or Pecorino because I don't have them nearby. Right. Okay. Um, but I, as there is a guarantee because the brand is written right on the cheese. Okay. Right. But all the rest, if I want goat cheese, I would go to the farm where they make, you know, goat milk cheese uh -huh. and products. For the sheep, the same thing, and the same thing for the cow and the buffalo. Well, that is, that's very interesting. And uh, right. Because, I mean, if you really have a look at the packages when we buy at the supermarket, it's written like powder milk. I find that uh, they're selling several, I won't, I won't name the names, but they're selling it. Mm -hmm. To me, they don't taste like mozzarella because after eating it in Italy, it doesn't compare whatsoever with it. Right. They might make something that has a consistency of mozzarella, right. but it doesn't have the taste of mozzarella. That's why I was telling you it's very important to see where the animals graze. And once again, we make cheese with fresh Italian milk. And the milk, 90% is local. 
So we don't have the milk from the north coming to the south. You know what I mean? Right. It's all local. So we will still make, you know, our food, great food, mm-hmm. because we eat locally. That's right. It's... So we've got the flavors. The same thing happens with honey. You know what I mean? Yes. I mean, I'd never go buy, you know, I'd never go to the supermarket to buy honey. I, I would look for a producer in right. my area that sells his honey. Uh-huh. Because those bees ate and and have lived in the same area where I live. Yes. So when they produce the honey and the pollen, um, they're doing something great for my health. Yes. Do you understand? Of that area. Mm-hmm. So even buying honey, it's very good to buy your local honey, honey from your local producer. We can do that. Well, on Long Island, we have uh, Eastern Long Island. Uh-huh. Yeah, and there were many, um, you know, uh, private businesses there. And uh, we have, for instance, someone who raises goats and, and, produ- and they produce goat cheese. I mean... That's where you have to go and buy it. That's it. That's perfect. It's worth yeah. the extra money, isn't it? <laughs> it is worth the extra money. You just take it as a, you know, a day tripper. That's right. That's what, that, we... that's what I do. You know? I mean, you're not going to have fresh cheese every day, but at least... Yeah. When you do have it, at least it's a good mm-hmm. one. You know what I mean? So it's a great yeah. idea to think about going to Italy and, and just do a whole tour and hit all the cheese places. Well, <laughs> to me, that would be well, <laughs> that really, would really be wonderful. that would be paradise. It really would. <laughs> I tell you, I mean, I have to keep that in mind. So going to Italy, I think you need at least a month to really, really capture the soul of Italy. A month. Yes. A, a, month. a week, yeah. two weeks is no, no way. Well, we are one or two weeks is good to say, well, I'm coming back soon. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> right. I just hope if that it happens. If longer, it would be better. Yes, it but, would be. I mean, good but, 10 days, organized well. Yeah. To run every day. When we did our tours, that's what we concentrated on, you know, home and home pre- eating the way the Italians eat in each different region. So exactly. you expose them to mozzarella making, pasta making, whatever. And I just have to add, that's why the pizza in Italy is superb as compared to the pizza we have here. There is no comparison to my mind, to my mind, okay. because of the cheese, because of the tomatoes, and I guess the dough. <laughs> and the dough, yeah, the flour. Right. Also, Right. Um, and even pizza, if we want to talk about pizza also, pizza is different. Uh, according, you know this, I mean, in the south, pizza is done in a certain way, in the north in another way, in the center in another. Right. But even pizza has become regional. For example, c'è la pizza romana. Right. And what and is that? pizza napoletana, which is thicker. Like the one of Genoa. The pizza margarita is the, the yes. from Naples, Campania. Pizza exactly. margarita. Margarita, uh-huh. the name came from our one of our uh, queens, uh, Regina Marguerite. Right, right. Okay? It's named after her, that is uh, uh-huh. this pizza. Um, yes, but it depends how they make the dough, okay, and how flat or how thick the dough is when cooking, and it changes. For example, the Napolitan pizza has a really big crust, okay? Yes. The Roman pizza. That no, it's like the same. The whole dough is the same. Uh-huh. From the center to the to the to the 
edge. Yeah. It depends. Down, yeah, it depends. For example, in Liguria, the pizza is much, much higher, okay, and oh. softer. It's different. Uh-huh. We'll talk about that one also. Oh, that's so it. Yeah. Yes, I thought about that. Well, we'll do yeah. that. Well, we, this has been great. It really has. I think we touched upon uh, everything you wanted to know about cheese, but we're afraid to ask, as they say. <laughs> right. We talked about the soft cheese, uh, the semi-soft, and I'd like to end off with the hard cheese. Okay? Oh, please. Yes, let's, let's not okay. ignore that. Uh huh. Okay. <clears throat> so the hard cheeses are what you love best, pecorino, pecorino mm-hmm. cheese, uh, the parmigiano-reggiano. Right. And... Grana Padano. Would you tell me about that cheese? I mean, um, I don't, I'm not familiar with it too much. I'd, I'd love to know yeah. more about Grana Padano. Right. So, Grana Padano um, could look like Parmigiano Reggiano, but it's not. Okay. It's another uh, very important Italian cheese. Um, the taste is savory, it's salty, and it's milder than the Parmesan cheese. Okay. So when you want something which is milder, it's a bit sweeter, you would use grano padano. Okay, grana padano. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, it's it's great for I don't know eggplants or parmigiana for the bolognese sauce. Right. Uh, it looks like once again it looks like parmigiano, but it's not parmigiano. It's grana. Uh-huh. The price is different. It's cheaper. Um, even here, you can buy it aged, like it's a 12 months, 18, 28, 30, 36, 48. The harder it gets, also the harder the flavor gets, okay? So you yes. have a stronger flavor in the cheese. Um, you can eat it, um, you know, just the way it is aged, or you can use it for cooking also. So it has completely two different flavors. I found that interesting. You mentioned you can use it for eggplant. Yes. And we are so accustomed to using only mozzarella. We make uh-huh. um, we make eggplant. eggplant parmigiana. Okay. Okay. We use parmigiana. Mozzarella. Uh, we use for the parmigiana. We use um, more than parmigiano reggiano because it's too savory. We would use more grano padano to make it. We'll have to try okay. that. Yeah. Grano padano. Okay. It has to be aged nine months. Nine months. So the older the cheese is aged, okay, so the, if, you know, it, the more expensive it is, okay? So remember that also. Uh-huh. If we want all the properties, the healthy properties of these hard cheeses, we need to get them aged. Minimum 28 to 30. Parmigiano at 30, 30 months is like considered, okay, you need something to give you strength and, you know, um, good for calcium. You know, eat a chunk of, you know, 30 months uh, parmigiano mm-hmm. Wonderful. Okay. Well, Laura Donna, this has been, this has been, again, very educational and uh, informative and all of those wonderful adjectives. Um, and now what I'm going to do is run to my refrigerator and uh, get some cheese. <laughs> I have to have my cheese fix. <laughs> Oh, it's been such a pleasure, Laura Donna. Thank you. You have been teaching us so much. We thought we knew it all, but we certainly, we know nothing. Not after speaking with you. So. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure for me.
being with you even tonight. I hope so. My Italian knowledge of food. Yes, yes, and, and uh, it's extensive. I do like the idea because uh, you can have a feel of Italy, and I'm sure you can, you know, get these kinds of cheeses also, you know, in states. So, yeah, I think I have to go into Manhattan though, really, for all those wonderful, okay. and it's worth the trip. Okay. <laughs> okay, dear. Wonderful. Being with you again, and I look forward to our next session. And I wish you all the best there in Umbria. And I'm I'm very envious. <laughs> Here you are. Uh, and the next time we speak, I believe we'll be talking about pairing wine with the cheeses. Right. right. That would be great. Yeah. So, like I said, uh, you're going to make all wonderful hostesses. We're going to become wonderful hostesses here. We'll be the envy of everybody. <laughs> You'll be the Italian ambassador. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Loredana. Thank you very much. Thank you so very much. And I look forward to our next safe. meeting. Yes. yes. Be well and be safe. Yes, be okay. safe. Ladies and gentlemen, the wonderful Loredana Nuvolini, direct from Umbria, Italia. Where else can you get a program that links you with Umbria? Right here on Italia Mia. Until next episode, I wish all of you tante belle cose. <laughs>